Hello, and welcome to the Amateur Cryptid Survival Guide. I'm Cass Rowland. And I'm Jude Furlong. Uh, so, this week, as every week, we are discussing a new cryptid. Would you like to know this one's? The, the cryptid I would. For this week? Okay. I'd like to know. Uh, today we have the Lone Pine Mountain Devil, otherwise known as the California Mountain Devil. I have a question about yeah, go, this one. Go ahead. Because you see, when I read it, maybe it's just something about me, but I was expecting kind of like a ferret-like creature with horns. And I looked it up, and I got a pterodactyl. Well, it's not exactly a pterodactyl. Um, it, it's actually more of a, a typical raptor. But but before we get into that, can I ferret? Yeah. Like, did you ever read the Inkheart books as a child? I, I don't even know if I know what those are. There's like a, it's like a series of books. And like the main premise is there's like a father who could like read story tale books to life. Um, mm-hmm. And he like accidentally read like all of these characters out of this one book. It was like a fantasy book. Is that um, Brendan Fraser? Yeah. Yeah, the movie adaptation has stars Brendan Fraser. He's the man that can read all the characters to life. Um, but in in as this beautiful as ever, he deserves this one. He really does. He deserves the world. Um, but in that, there's also, if I'm remembering correctly, like one of the characters has like a ferret that has horns. Yes, I I am looking at it on the Inkheart wiki. Uh, See, dust... hmm. yeah, Dustfinger the the fireman. Ah, Gwyn. Gwyn yeah. is Dustfinger's pet, a horned marten from the ink world. Yeah. Yeah, look, I'm looking at a picture of him right now. See? that's What, what about expecting. the words Lone Pine Mountain Devil? Which part of it makes you think ferret, if I, if I can ask? That's such a great question. I feel like it was just like an intuitive thing. Like just like a like a small mountain creature of some kind, and then obviously you know you've got the horns, um, but no the the actual creature is much more terrifying. Yeah, uh, well I don't know it's just sort of a dinosaur. Uh, can the, I the read most you? Com- yeah, go ahead. Can I can I read you a, a quote? Because uh, you you said that it's not terrifying. Um, I'm going to read you a quote from one of the sources that I found as soon as I can find the quote. Ah, a common belief is that the creature attacks or hunts people who disturb the peace and ambiance of the devil's habitat. Another common belief is the lone pine mountain devil targets those who disrespect nature and wildlife, but also those who doubt his existence. So I guess believe or die. Oh, that's not so bad. That's, that sounds pretty threatening to me. That's basically how Christianity works. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the Lone Pine Devil is your new god now. Believe or else. Or die. <laughs> uh, so are you familiar with Lone Pine Peak? I am now. Yeah, it's it's part of the, uh, the Sierra Nevada range of mountains. It is just west of the town Lone Pine, California. And I'm not sure if the town gets its name from the mountain or the other way around. I definitely feel like the town gets its name from the mountain. Mm. 
it's very it's very difficult to tell with some of these places that are named after locales, you know? It's just always difficult to tell. Uh, fun facts about the Lone Pine Peak. It's the default desktop of uh, the Sierra Mac OS. Wait, that's what it is? Oh my god, we're doing Apple stuff? You made it this high profile? <laughs> I feel like this is really the only fun fact about Lone Pine Peak. Uh, it has an elevation of um, about 13,000 feet. Uh, yeah. That's pretty high. It's 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 one of the Sierra Nevada peaks, you know? It's, it's up there. Uh, the Sierra Nevada is a mountain range in the western United States um, between the Central Valley and the Great Basin. Um, most of it actually lies in California, except for the Carson Range, which lies primarily in Nevada. So I don't know why it's called the Sierra Nevada. I think Nevada means something that I don't know. Nevada? Oh, the state? It's the state snowy. Nevada? It means snowy. It's from Nevados, which is Spanish for snow. Snowy. That's why Nevada's called Nevada? Is Nevada very snowy? Is this something I, I don't, don't know? I don't think there was any snow ever in Nevada. Uh, but Sierra is a range of mountains. Um, so it's just the snowy mountains. I don't... I guess they look pretty snowy. Yeah. But it's in the fucking Southwest. Jesus. <laughs> I. Yeah. Hmm. This is very odd for me. The real cryptid here is how the fuck did they get snow in fucking California? Yeah, do you remember that news story, like, at the beginning of the year, and they were like, oh my god, it's snowing in California. Oh, right. We should have known then that this year was going to be an acid trip all the way through. <laughs> yeah, so the Lone Pine Mountain Devils are um, most often depicted as sort of a, a dinosaur creature, um, specifically a, a raptor. Uh, one, one podcast I found actually pointed to a specific one called the... Um, the Sinornithosaurus, which means Chinese bird lizard. Interesting. Here's Wait, you listen they're... to other podcasts? Well, yeah, of course. About that's, cryptids? That's part of the research, you know. Maybe they have links to sources I don't, and they linked to the Sinornithosaurus because they thought this was a pretty good candidate for what the Lone Pine Mountain Devil is. And yeah, um... Looking at the pictures of a Sinornithosaurus, it actually gets... I've seen these pictures on, like, blogs about the Lone Pine Mountain Devil. Like, they, they're constantly regurgitating pictures of this creature, uh, along with other sorts of um, oviraptors and other small feathered dinosaurs. Okay, we're going to play a fun game called yeah. Cass Tries to Spell Sinornithosaurus. And we'll see what Google tries to correct it to. So far, I've got Sinotubular Junction... Hmm. Senor Woolly, Senorita, uh, a song by Camila Cabello. Senor. Oh, I got a whole bunch of dinosaurs. I've got the Senorth. Senorth. No, you'll get it. Oh, Mamis. Senorithodes. Ah, Senorthosaurus. Oh, look at that. Oh my god. Look at that. A horrifying creature. Mm-hmm. It's got wings on its feet? On its yeah, feet? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's feathered. 
I don't I don't believe the wings are actually used for flight. Um some Then what good are they? Well no, you don't have to have feathers to fly. They're they're a form of uh they're a form of protection against the elements, you know, like not dissimilar to fur. What good are wings that aren't cool and can fly? <laughs> so the lone pine mountain devil is this strange um befeathered creature. I a couple of the the sites and sightings I've seen have reported it as having like four wings, um, which is why people commonly point to feathered dinosaurs, which had like winged heels and stuff like that. Hmm. Which is a pretty good, a pretty good candidate, I have to say. Um, don't know about Synornthosaurus, and can I tell you why? Mm-hmm. You know how it means Chinese bird lizard? Yeah. Because uh, Sino in the name Sino. So do you know why that is? Because the bird was found in fucking China. <laughs> not in Nevada. The, no, shocker here. Not found in California or the Sierra Nevada range. Um, it was found in the uh, the Yishan formation of China. Mm-hmm. And it's likely dated to the early Cretaceous period. Ah. The original specimen was collected from the Sihetun locality of western Liaoning. In the Zhangshou beds. I don't know if any of these locations are familiar to you. Have you been to China or did you just study Chinese for a very long time? Well, here's the thing. When I was in school. Yes. Um, because we're like the sister school of a school in Beijing. And also mm-hmm. because we were very bougie. Um, every year they would host a China trip for students who were um, at a certain level of Chinese or higher. Mm-hmm. and it was like the students and their parents could come. This is going to be a long story. And when I was in 7th and 8th grade, we also hosted um, an international student from China, Ruskin, who I'm still very close with. Um, and so my mom and my brother went, and my brother kept insisting, no, 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 little siblings can't come, younger siblings can't come, Cass can't come, and I was like, take me with you. And they're like, no. So I didn't go to China. And the second that my mom met Ruskin's parents, my brother's Chinese teacher turned to her and went, why isn't the rest of your family here? Did they not want to come? <laughs> and my mom said, Carter said we, they weren't allowed. And his Chinese teacher went, what? No. I can't believe he'd say that. So, no, I haven't been to China because my brother's a lying bastard. <laughs> Uh, well, well, Liaoning is, uh, it's known in Chinese as the Golden Triangle. This, it's, it's a coastal province. Ah. Yeah. I'm still salty about that story. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if you can no, tell I, in I, my I can, voice. I can, I can tell. I'm very salty. I, I 13 years t- of learning and it never paid off. Cause like then when <laughs> I was old enough, like we couldn't go. Because there was like a health issue mm-hmm. one year and there weren't enough people. And then like the next year I couldn't go because I was in science research and had to do science research tournaments and stuff. And then I graduated. I couldn't go after I graduated. And now obviously I can't go. Right. So no, I haven't been to And I blame my brother directly. I, if he I ever could listens not, to this, he'll know. 
I couldn't figure out which dinosaur most of the sites were using, but it is not actually the Sinornthosaurus that they're using for a lot of the pictures. Uh, they actually end up using, uh, there are a couple of different kinds of velociraptors they use. There's the Velociraptor mongoliensis, which may be from the Mongolia region based on the fucking name. Uh, but there's also the Tawahale the fossil remains uh, were found uh, in Ghost Ranch, New Mexico, which is at least closer to the location of California. Uh, but all these raptors are, well, they're raptors for one thing, and you should have a general idea in your mind of what a raptor looks like. But it is this, they're, they're small creatures that have, uh, they do have feathered arms, but there's, they sort of look like big chickens with, you know, a reptilian face and a mean, mean, mean bite. You know what these remind me of visually? Go ahead. There was a um, there was a series I watched when I was younger, and I don't remember what it was called. It was either on Animal Planet or the History Channel, one of the two. And it was about like, it was like a about climate change. Mm-hmm. And aside from the fact that it was like we're fucking up everything, and like New York's gonna be underwater, so like get ready for like first floor apartments to be worthless unless you like moss and like a water floor. Um, but they also talked about like genetic evolution, and there was one there was one episode where they talked about how fucked up birds were gonna get and what birds would look like in the future, and it was like this giant bird thing, and it had like four wings, and it looked very kind of reptilian, and they were like, "That's your future," and I didn't sleep for a week after seeing it. These remind me of those. very specific visceral memory from my childhood yeah that is that is pretty specific um i guess birds could go back to being more reptilian but that'd be that's not the most unbelievable evolutionary track but that is weird speculative evolution is always fun it's so fucked up yeah can i can i tell you about the other common depiction of the lone pine mountain devil uh-huh Wings jutting out at every angle of this fucking fuzzy ball thing with with a little bat face. Uh, And I've seen a couple of variations on this with like a bat with very big ears and four wings and two legs. I've seen like all wings, no legs, which is how does it move? Um, But these, these are very fucking strange. Yeah. So it's either a fucking dinosaur, which is weird to me, um, and I'll come back to why later, uh, or it's this fucking fuzzball with wings popping out of it, which I'll be honest, I like a lot more. And the fuzzball with wings popping out of it is uh, one of the ones that gets called an eyewitness sketch a lot. So I think that's the one we're going to stick with for now. It looks so fucked up. Imagine one of the dust creatures from um, Spirited Away, but instead of its funny little arms, it has a bunch of wings and it has a very mean face. It's a soot sprite that fell into a a bottle of toxic waste. (laughs) This is a soot sprite. This is a soot sprite on crack. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, have you ever seen those old drug PSAs? I hate them so fucking much. <laughs> like, 
like the thing where it's like this is your brain and it's an egg and then it's like the egg and like the frying pan is like this mm-hmm. is your brain on marijuana don't do that's drugs. a healthy that's a healthy breakfast asshole and then everyone is like i like fried eggs a lot better than i like raw ones and then they start smoking weed <laughs> uh one of the common things i see is this picture very very old like sepia tone um of a couple of people holding up a, a pterodactyl thing of some kind. And people say that this is an image of uh, the Lone Pine Mountain Devil. Or they don't say it, but it's sort of strongly implied. Um, it's not. It's from something completely unrelated. I managed to do a reverse image search. And I found a Spanish article, but I, I cannot figure out how to. And this is very embarrassing for me. I can't figure out how to read the Spanish or what it says. I know it says pterodactyl. Uh, but I'm not sure what incident they're referring to with it, but it's in this series of uh, unexplained photos. So not a pterodactyl, definitely not a pterodactyl. We know this now. But the reason this old photo comes up a lot is because sightings of the Lone Pine Mountain Devil date back to the 1800s, allegedly. Oh my God, are you referring to the like fucked up story that happened in the mountains so first i'm going to take you back to 1849 we will get to fucked up mountain story um and in 1849 california was a wild and dangerous land which is just more like settler propaganda to deal with the fact that like nobody knew how to navigate california except for the natives really and a bunch of people died does not seem that dangerous, just seems to be like really high temperature and have wildlife people were not used to. Wait, is this the same time period as like the people who ate each other in the mountains? Oh, fuck. When was the Donner Party? You're referring to the Donner Party, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, so the Donner Party was 1846 to 1847 in the Sierra Nevada mountain range. <laughs> Got him. Ooh. Yeah. So the thing about settlers in California is um, they were all off the shits. Nobody knew what they were doing. Nobody gave the natives like anything. Uh, The Donner Party in particular, I believe they were like actually in range of a native area. Um, And the natives like came to them and offered them food and they were like, no. And then they ate Yeah, and then they ate the people. They ate the people also who came to offer them food. Oh my fucking God. For real. I didn't know that part. Fuck. Yeah, no, it's a really fucked up story. Settlers were on some, like, next level, like, crack. Yeah. So 1849, we're in the gold rush, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I think. Okay. So so people during the gold rush, all these miners are coming through California, go fucking figure. um, And they sort of continually spot, like, corpses. Because, of course you do. It's California. Uh. Settlers are dying everywhere. But also, like, animals are dying a ton. They, they see all these these dead bobcats, these dead coyotes, these dead people in their caravans. Oh uh, but they also see, like, faces are being picked clean. They have strange oh. claw marks in them. Oh, no. Ooh, very, very scary. And then we jump ahead about 28 years to 1878. Is this the and one? We have this party of 37 Spanish missionaries. That, well, 38, but 37 of them are going to die. So they don't, they're the ones who count. And Father Justice Martinez. Oh, my God. Now, Spaniards dying is uh, never a great loss, I think, at this time period. Oh, my God. But, but what we have here is 
38 people go into the mountains and then they're attacked by like this pack of Lone Pine Mountain Devils. And I will, I will uh, regurgitate some of the story to you if I can, if I can find it here. I have a quote from his journal. The important quote is uh, the last, the last writings of his journal. He is the sole survivor. This is what he wrote in his journal before he came back to town. My God, my God, they are all gone. The winged demons have risen. What sins have they committed against each other and thy sacred earth? May the forgiving Lord not abandon their souls, which were taken from them into the depths of hell. And through the earthly fires of man, a soul tree remained on the mountain's peak. And the devils that spared me returned to the refuge of the lone pine of the mountain. Wow. Now, importantly, this is, I, I don't think the lone pine mountain devils are why the mountain is called lone pine peak. I don't think that's true. So this might be fake. I want us to all brace ourselves for this. Yeah, probably. Uh, so there, there were 37 of them, men, women, children, etc. They eventually had a trace for two months, after which their bodies were discovered by a team of miners. And Justice Martinez eventually arrived and he gave the story back. Um, he had no horse and no supplies, only the clothes on his back in his journal, Upon questioning, the priest informed the others that while on his journey, he had taken a vow of silence when confronted by the beasts damned by the good Lord. There's so, also an yeah. orgy that happens yes, in this Yes, this is for story. some reason an important part of the story. Uh, the settlers, weary from their cross-continent journey, took part in a celebration to honor St. Roderick. The celebration es- escalated into a riotous orgy. Now I'm going to look up the etymology of orgy and see if it's always meant that. I'm not going to lie. When I read it, I thought it said a righteous orgy. Uh, so secret rites or ceremonies in the worship of certain Greek and Roman gods, which did eventually just become a word for a bunch of people fucking. Um, first used in the 1660s in the extended sense of any licentious revelry, a wild carousal. Ooh, licentious yeah, so revelry. I, so this may have just been like a crazy party. It may not necessarily have been. They were all fucking. They were all all doing it. <laughs> the thing about this story that I think is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't besides, think the actual. Besides the orgy, <laughs> besides the part, the orgy, the orgy is pretty funny to me. But like, this is when they die. It's it's not just the orgy. What happens is they start celebrating, right? Right. And then they have this priest man who's there. And then according to the story, they all start fucking and burning trees. <laughs> and then the the father, Father Martinez, says, fuck this. And starts he goes off and starts hiding in a small tent on the outskirts of the camp. So he really said, I don't have the energy to deal with an orgy. I'm going to leave. This and is then apparent- when he left, then all the devils started attacking everyone. Him being in, him not fucking is why he survived. This is an important detail. Him not fucking is why he's... All I'm saying is, kids, abstinence works. <laughs> Be abstinence until you die. Because the second you start being abstinent, you will. <laughs> Remember, kids... The Lone Pine Mountain Devil will kill you if you don't believe in them. And you better believe in them, and you better not fuck. This is like the new, like, you know those, like, um, 
you know those programs that like talk about like abstinence only until marriage and like are super intense mm-hmm. this is the new this is the new strategy for them to say if you fuck before you get married and before you know they're gonna have your back forever the lone pine mountain devil is gonna come get you and the other person's gonna bail because if you're married then you have a plus one who's like ride or die with you so that when the lone pine mountain devil comes to attack while you're naked and fucking you can fight them off together and if worse comes to worst they will sacrifice their life for you. Because if I was fucking someone in the mountains and a devil came, I'm not going to lie, I like to think of myself as a selfless and altruistic person. But if the devil started attacking them first, I would yeet out of there very quickly and be thinking like, through your sacrifice, I will live. <laughs> and then you know, I go get I... like help. <laughs> Whenever I had heard the name before now, I I did think that it was uh, a devil on Pine Mountain, and it was the only one. And that's why it was called the Lone Pine Mountain Devil, is what I thought. But apparently there's more than one of them is the thing. There's like a pack. Yeah, and they just fucking... the Furies of Greek mythology. Right? And uh, allegedly this thing was like well cited by early settlers up until 1928 this is when people say like this is when the sightings sort of cut off here's the thing i have only found 1849 1878 and 1928 as hard dates for sightings have not heard a word about what sightings occurred in 1928 that they were like the last of um but that's when they ended i guess and then, then there was sort of a resurgence in the 2000s. Uh, if you give me a sec, I can actually pull up one I have from 2014. But it's just very strange to me that they have all these sightings of like a very ambiguous date of 1800s and shit. And then we come back to uh, 2014 and the 2000s all of a sudden and there was a resurgence of sightings. It makes you think perhaps... That there's a lot of truth stretching. Yeah. In here. Uh, what's very interesting to me is the fact that, like, it's it's frequently noted as, like, oh, it was cited by settlers. So, like, people portray it as, like, a, like a nature spirit sometimes. Like, a, it's protecting nature. It is a guardian of the earth, protecting it from settlers. But it's it's not as though this is like anything that the natives believe. No, no stories involving this thing even seem to like reference uh, the local Native Americans, which is also interesting because there there were natives living in this area. There there were people living in the Lone Pine area, um, not necessarily in the Sierra Nevada, but around it, and they just sort of go unmentioned. And then there's like the other aspect of trying to portray this as like a mystic, a strange thing. Um, and then also making it a dinosaur. It's it's a very weird combination of things. And then it's also like a monster because it's killing people. But the people are settlers. So it's just it's it's another part of that weird current in cryptozoology of like violence finally being revisited on settlers that I think occupies a lot of horror and is like like I, I've mentioned before, like how a lot of like Martian and Invader movies are based on the fear that like 
white people have of being invaded themselves, which has never like happened to them. They've always been the dominant ones and then for that to be reversed. And that's why it's scary when for other like colonized nations, that is a lived reality. And I think this is another one of like, oh no, what if violence happened to us, the colonizers? That would suck. <laughs> uh, but we jumped to 2017 here and we have Megan, a 23-year-old screenwriter born and raised in San Diego. She is an active member of various ghost hunting encrypted related groups, although she admits that she is not sure if she fully believes in them. You go, Megan. You seem to be having a good time of it. I relate to Megan. <laughs> uh, she does provide a, a drawing of the Lone Pine Mountain Devil, and I will I will send that to you very quickly. I see it. It looks like a little dinosaur. Yeah. Very cute. Uh, it, leaves, it leaves very distinct bite marks on its prey. This is what gets me. I know there are ways to distinguish between bite marks, but outside of like, oh, this was a crocodile, this was a wolf, I'm never really sure how to tell the difference between them. And um, what does distinct bite marks mean? I can't believe you didn't keep reading to the next sentence. And sometimes it sort of turns its prey inside out. That seems more distinctive to me. Yeah, yeah, but she says, but mostly it's known for the bite marks. See, I don't feel like the the inside out thing is a big deal. It's the bite marks, really. Why don't you think the inside out part is a big deal? Well, she says, and sometimes it sort of turns its prey inside out. But mostly it's known for bite marks. I think Megan's focusing on the wrong things. It's like in that first Harry Potter movie where Hermione Granger's like, we could get killed, or worse, expelled. <laughs> it's going to turn you inside out. But worst of all, it's going to take a little nibble. Like, what? <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking of that, that Simpsons episode with the ending gag of like, the, the ga- here's the gas that turns you inside out. Oh, watch out, kids. But it's fine. You know, they're just inside out now. It's whatever. Uh, but she describes it as a pterosaur-like creature with the head of a T-Rex, and that is, that is how the drawing looks. Um, so here we have like a weird T-Rex pterodactyl fusion, but very small, like raptor-sized, and then it just sort of continually gets more and more dinosaur, and like it changes every couple of years what this thing is. But I want to I want to scroll down here, and I don't want to I don't want to give away the game too quick. Is this in the thoughts category? Upon further research, the author of this post, I learned that the Lone Pine Mountain Devil was created by a team of YouTubers for a video in 2010. It is still very widely believed in the cryptozoologist community, showing how an authored work can become folklore. The informant also noted that the Lone Pine Mountain Devil and the Jersey Devil were often considered related in some way, uh, showing how two separate elements of folklore can become tied together. So this is this is on someone's folklore blog who's who does like analyses of links and uh, connections between folklore. That that's very interesting to me. So thank you, Adam Woodnut. Uh, thank you for this. That was, that's a pretty good one. I love. So I could. Yeah. I love the idea that people are like the Jersey Devil and the Lone Pine Mountain Devil are must be related because they're both devils. It's like when you see someone who has, like, the last name of someone you know, even though they don't look anything alike, and they're, like, in completely different places, and you're like, hey, do you know this person? Yeah. I finally got to experience that over this past year when uh, when the new furlong came to school. Very weird for me to not be the only furlong. 
At first I thought you meant there was a third furlong, but no. There's no, a second. No, no. There are the two other, furlongs. Yeah, yeah just, just the other one. Um, just the two. I'm trying to think of famous furlongs. I think there's Ed Furlong, uh, who was yeah, he was he was in Terminator. That was his thing. Yeah, he played John Connor in Terminator 2 Judgment Day. There's someone who works for the Minnesota DFL who I think is named like Rob Furlong or something. I know there was uh, there was a prominent Canadian politician named Furlong, but I'm forgetting who. Oh, John Furlong, the sports administrator, uh, Canadian administrator of sports. Blah blah blah. Oh Seems my to be god! A much more, yeah. I have an email from. It's not Rob. It's Ryan. I have an email from Ryan Furlong in my inbox right now <laughs> about the FEC pre-election close of books deadline on October 14th <laughs> asking me to give them money oh yeah there's uh, Rob for along the Canadian sniper oh I don't, feel, I don't think I'm related to any of these people is the thing it's an Irish surname but um, I am not connected with that side of my family at all you know, I have the blessing and the curse of the fact that there are Cass's in the world, but often their names are spelled with two S's, so I get to keep that little bit of individuality. <laughs> but the problem with that is that whenever anyone hears my name before they see it spelled, they assume there are two S's in it. And anytime someone sees the spelling of my name before they hear it pronounced, they think my name is Kaz, like with a Z. Mm. But Kaz. 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 It, it happens so often. I just want to be like, what? What? Now, the, the blog, the folklore blog that we looked at doesn't have, like, citations. Uh, I tried as hard as I could to find the YouTube video from 2010. They mentioned no luck there. Um, I did some digging on the stories and I, I do believe the folklore blog. I actually think that, like, just based on the nature of that blog, I, I don't have reason to believe they just make that shit up for no reason. Um, I, I do wish they, like, provided a link or something. Maybe it's, maybe, like, the video was already taken down by that point. We are talking a 2010 YouTube video. And th those motherfuckers are dying now. Like, you can't <laughs> try finding something. If it's not, like, one of the original YouTube videos, no luck. It's gone. <laughs> Ever 2010 heard of does Fred? not exist. <laughs> Annoying orange who? He's <laughs> juice now. Goodbye. That motherfucker is moldy and gone. Gotten <laughs> eaten by the fruit flies. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like this this kind of like is a, if it is true that it was made in like 2010. It's a very mm. similar situation to like me when I was uh, like middle school aged. Mm -hmm. And like creepy pasta started becoming a huge thing, but like I didn't know what it was. And like I remember having a moment where I was talking with someone and being like, "Oh my god!" Like, because you know there was like the whole there was like this whole story about like some awful like My Little Pony spinoff thing about like <laughs> the Rainbow Factory, and I was like, "Oh my god, oh My, my god, Little god, Pony got so dark." Jesus Christ, you're giving me flashbacks. But, like, I didn't know that it wasn't, like, a real thing. So I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Why did it get so violent? It's supposed to be for children. Yeah, um, there was, oh, there were a lot. I'm not even, I'm not going to get into all of them. I don't need to revisit that shameful period of my life, but ugh. 
Were you into creepypastas, Jude? Oh, I was deeply into creepypastas. And, you know, I, I grew up being very into My Little Pony because, like, I had a younger sister and um, she really liked the older show. So we would watch that sometimes because my uncle like was super into eighties cartoons and he had a ton of them. So we had old DVDs of like Care Bears and My Little Pony that we really enjoyed. I was always more of a strawberry shortcake person, but let's not get into that. Uh, And then My Little Pony Friendship is Magic rolled around and it was great and everyone loved it. And it was a really fucking fun show. And I was unfortunately very into fan fiction at that point in my life. So yes, there was a, there was specifically a lot of My Little Pony creepypasta in my life. Oh, no. All of it bad. All of it very bad. I I wish any of it had been about, um, about like, <laughs> groups of groups of Spanish people just getting mauled by raptors. <laughs> that, at least that's something. That's fucking crazy and wild. That's like a horror movie, you know? That's something that has substance. This is like, wouldn't it be fucked up if Rainbow Dash punched twilight sparkle in the face to death like what is this oh my god but again let's not revisit that shameful period of my life so creepypastas were yeah they were a big very big deal at like this exact time period actually so 2010 is is peak um you know uh deep fakes of creepypasta one of the big gags i remember seeing was like the the creepypasta that at the end would reveal that like it was all real and that, like, you were next. Like, the ones that were, like, by reading this message. Um, I hated those. I hated uh, hearing they about them. super bad. There, there was one that was, like, King420 or something. Where, like, you didn't see the actual message until the very end of the story. But, like, apparently this message, like, marked you. And then you were, you were going to be next. Unless you spread it to somebody else. Oh, my um, God. It's, like, the dark equivalent of, like... Oh my god, send this message to your 17 best friends and your crush will kiss you in the next three days. But if you don't, they'll never see you again. You've never seen those old emails, huh? This was a trend like as far back as email being invented. um, No, I remember the email chains. I remember them. My school was furious about them. They were like, if you fucking send an email chain, we will find you. Because people said so many... But the creepy email chain was like the original email chain. That was what you would do. You would send something scary to someone and then they would have to send it to like five other people. That's and fucked those up. Five other, yeah, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. It was a very big thing. Um, and it kept being a big thing. And this was the era of like Slenderman, the <gasps> era of of a lot of fake Bigfoot videos and Bigfoot pranks. I I even did see a lone, a specifically labeled a Lone Pine Mountain Devil prank Um Lone Pine Mountain Devil prank goes horribly wrong. Don't don't bother looking at it. It's I didn't see exactly what went horribly wrong, but it no one's even wearing a costume. And it's not like a devil comes out and attacks them. Um it's just a dude flapping his arms. Like he just jumps up and ooh, scary. Like it's not how is this a lone a lone pine mountain devil prank? That's it's like the phrase Naruto themed blowjob. How exactly? <laughs> Oh my god. Did I ever tell you my Slenderman story? Hey, go ahead. When I was in seventh grade, in my science class, mm-hmm. we had a squirrel trapping unit. Huh. Don't ask me why we had a squirrel trapping unit. Um, part of my final exam, that term, was actually being able to put together a functional squirrel trap. 
like the like the one at the ending scene of Ratatouille when like he gets in the car and like it shuts on like both ends like those and as part of it we also had security cameras we put up in the woods and you had to like monitor the security cameras to see if there were any squirrels that you didn't trap and one day this one weird kid in my class was like oh my god you guys oh my god you guys you guys look at this footage i look at this look at what i found in the squirrel trap footage oh my god because like they produce still images and we all like crowded mm-hmm. around his computer and there was like nothing 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 because this was the period of my life where i refused to wear my glasses even though i need glasses I was right. like, what is it? What's wrong? What's the problem? And someone's like, look, Cass, look. Look at it. And they're pointing to a part of the screen. And I see it. And it's Slender Man. <gasps> and then it turns out this, the kid, it was like a self-report. The kid who had called everyone over was the one who had photoshopped it in. Oh, good. That's a good one. That's, that's like, pretty good. He was like, you guys, look at it. Look at it. And like at this point, everyone's laughing because now we all like know. And then the teacher came in and she was like, okay, I have all the footage. And like now I'm going to present it on the slideshow. We're all like, oh, fuck. Like slow motion. <laughs> like she presses the button. And we're like, no. And she like clicks it. And she looks and she's like, oh, my God. What is that? What's that? <laughs> my teacher got really scared by it. <laughs> that's so funny. So looking at the Lone Pine Mountain Devil, um, a lot of what I see, I, I get why so many articles now are like pitching it as a resurgence of the 2000s because um, all the articles I've seen, and there are like a surprising amount actually, uh, sort of come after 2015. Mm-hmm. And they, it seems like this is when the cryptid started to get popular again. I, I have seen it on a couple of like uh, cryptid draw lists, like the, like sort of like the, the prompts for Inktober. I forget what, what the challenge was earlier this year, but I remember there being like a paranormal challenge. I remember there being a cryptid drawing challenge. Um, and the Lone Pine Mountain Devil showed up on quite a few of those. And like, it is a surprisingly popular cryptid. Um, I, I still wouldn't call it like one of the top 10 or anything, but this one has like a presence. It, it is notable. Um, it, it, it really only exists, though, in terms of, like, art communities, which is a weird thing to say. But, like, unless it is a cryptid blog specifically dedicated to California or unless it is a cryptid blog about, like, drawing cryptids, like a like a cryptid-a-day doodles or something like that. Do you mean our promotional out- material? Unless it's one of those, uh, the Lone Pine Mountain Devil does not show up that much. And people do like to reinterpret it a lot and do a lot of different drawings of it. And I really would love to know where that eyewitness sketch came from. I did as much research as I could. I tried to find links to names. Justice Martinez does not exist. Um, Near as I can tell, though, French missionary, not French, Spanish missionaries uh, did continue to go to California, like Spanish mission trips were still pretty common. Um, Like they sort of started petering out after the 1850s. And a lot of these mission trips did not seem to have that many people after that point. Like I don't think there were these large parties of them. Um, I'm trying to figure out if like uh, the local 
Native Americans or local governments had done anything to like actually impede or stop um, Spanish missionaries. But no, I think they were just sort of like ambiguously around, but not really up to much. Um, the other trick of all this is that looking into the history of California uh, ge- geologically and archaeologically and paleontologically, um, there are basically no dinosaurs in California. This makes sense to me. Do- does it, that that tracks for you? This makes sense to me. Yes. Why? Why does that make? Because I feel like California has such an energy about like trying to prove they're the best. Like I think they're trying to make up for something. And, and you like, think it's what what bigger them. thing is the fact that they don't have any dinosaurs? Right. Like, think about it. Think about it. when you're young, even when you're old. Like the coolest thing ever, like, dinosaurs. Like they're so cool. And like, if you're a place that wants to like be a cool place, but you don't have any, you just have to keep you have to keep asserting like constantly. Like, I'm so cool. I'm so cool. In spite of the fact I don't have dinosaurs, I have mad imposter syndrome about the fact I have no dinosaurs. I think California's whole were the best energy because, like, you know, people talk about LA. Like, I've been to LA. I, I have my opinions about the claims that LA is the best city in the country, um, but I honestly think the Californian we are better than everyone and cooler than everyone and more awesome than everyone stems out of a dinosaur-less imposter syndrome. Let me tell you why California has no dinosaurs, because I do like uh, neat dinosaur facts. This is a big thing for me. Um, During the time when dinosaurs lived, most of California was covered by the ocean, and any, any sediments that accumulate in the areas that were dry land have since eroded away. Oh. Yeah. Uh, they do find some dinosaur fossils in like areas that are part of the ocean or in bays and stuff like that um, due to being like carried out to sea by currents and stuff. So that's where you're going to find dinosaurs like off the coast, not necessarily on land. And um, certainly not any of these dinosaurs and raptors that were much more common to areas that are now modern China, which is Jesus Christ, I don't even know how to explain to you that it's fucking, that's not California at all. (laughs) There were some dinosaurs found, um, for instance, the hadrosaurs, which were large herbivorous dinosaurs that lived near the end of the Cretaceous. Um, I I am a big fan of hadrosaurs. I'm a big fan of anything that reminds me of a (gasps) triceratops. Wait, wait. Yeah. This is going to be a very stupid question. Were dinosaurs around in the same time period as Pangaea? Uh, well, shit. Uh, you, you actually got me on that one. Because uh, if so, California and China been, I know. would have been like next to each other. Is that, is that how the fault lines broke down? I'm not sure if that's I the don't case. know. But I do know I, that California is on like one. a tectonic plate. So if they uh, shifted, California. okay. Perhaps look California, California got moved in Pangaea. Yeah, because I know Minnesota was a tropical island, 
there we go. The you can opposite. actually find. You can actually find your home on Pangea. <gasps> what? Oh, that's very fun. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up. Find your home on Pangea. Yes. 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 So this can tell you where a, a given town would have been on ancient Earth. So we're gonna look up Lone Pine in California. All right, so that's that's over there. Oh, you, yeah, you can actually sort of see the shape of California coming out there and starting to grow like a like a nasty little thing. Yeah. Um, and then what was the region of China that I had mentioned? It was Liaoning. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on a second. Someone lied to me. What? Minnesota was not a tropical island. It's still yeah, landlocked. Uh, we're just going to put in Jinso Liaoning. Complete other side of the map. Complete other side. Even on Pangea, complete other side of the map. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, it's even gonna... farther away now. Yeah. Yeah, oh, no, no matter how back I go... Um, way back in, in 750 million years ago, like, oh boy, it was, it was all down there, huh? Oh no, I've accidentally flipped Pangea upside down. Oh, well, good job. This is a fun tool. Yeah, we're going to make use of this quite a, quite a lot, but at, at no point in history have these two ever really been close sites. So no, I, uh, no dinosaurs in Cali. Oh, so that's how those three continents do fit together. When I was younger, I'd always been like, North America, South America, and Africa could fit together neatly, but I don't know if that works on Pangea, and it does. Yeah, you can you can see it. It's sort of like a like a nice puzzle piece. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that like uh, Euphrasia broke off sort of eastward, or was it that the Americas broke off westward? But the point being that like um Either way, I, I don't think China and the West Coast of America were actually ever touching. I think they were always on opposite sides. Oh my god, Iceland used to be landlocked. Yeah. yeah. Their, la- their name literally means island. <laughs> I thought it meant land of ice. I thought it meant... Maybe. I thought they were called Iceland because I remember someone saying, and I'm pretty sure this is a lie, that like somebody had said that Greenland was green to dupe other people into going there um, and wasting their resources on trips there. Well, Iceland. No, Iceland does just mean island, I think. I think you're right. Yeah. The reason uh, I think if it's not, then I think I got confused because the Icelandic word for Iceland is spelled island. What it's pronounced fuck? like Island, but it is spelled like island. The sagas of Icelanders say that a Norwegian named Nadod was the first Norseman to reach Iceland, and in the ninth century he named it Snaland or Snowland. Snaland. So it was never Iceland. It's it was never Snowland. icy. It was snowy. <laughs> Oh my god, that reminds me of Ikea, where their little ch- child habitat is called Smallland. So why don't you jump over to me, jump over with me. Well, I, I guess we can wait on the Cryptids Wiki for just a sec. It's, no, it's very we interesting. Can, we, we can go, we can go. Yeah, I know. I just, I just want to think about, just for a hot minute, how, how fascinated some Californians are by the Lone Pine Mountain Devil. Because I can find a lot of blogs where like people have sent in like, hey, do you have any lore on the Lone Pine Mountain Devil? I'm a Californian, and I'd really love if you talked about this. 
or like a lot of these California cryptid blogs specifically talk about the Lone Pine Mountain Devil. It comes up on like all the top tens from California, all even some of the top fives were like, really, really, this is in your top five, huh? A, a dinosaur. You can get more creative than that. <laughs> like California has the Patterson Gimlin footage and they aren't, they aren't going head over heels about that. Really? Um, so I do have an evolutionary theory to pose to you. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I guess it's technically a geological theory. So you know how before they knew Pangea was a thing, they thought there were land yeah. bridges? Let uh, me... Weren't there also land bridges? Like, Pangea was a thing, but there were also land bridges, I'm pretty sure. Wasn't there one oh. between Australia? I don't know. I don't remember. Like, it was all part of Pangea, and then the land bridges broke down. All What's I remember thing? is some geologists dunking another geologist because they thought that the continents were where the continents have always been and then there were just like little like connections between the two and people oh, were like yeah we're dumb. no no i know okay yes i know this yes but yeah. anyway i pose to you an alternate even more out there theory about why things could get from one place to the other this comes to us from atlantis 536 who oh, knows boy. Maybe a primeval-like portal appeared in the northwest, linking to ancient Cretaceous China. To which Diakuja responds, that would be scary. Diakuja, why are you everywhere? And then This is the most this is the most fascinating saga on oh this God, show. Oh fucking Diakuja. No, yeah, oh yeah, go God. ahead. <laughs> Also from Diakuja on this article. <laughs> I wish Steve Irwin was still alive. Maybe he could help find out about these cryptids. <laughs> <laughs> to which uh, Grimoire of the Dragon King responds, I think he would feel bad if he disturbed them. Uh, so this is a factoid that we didn't really get into. Um, apparently the Cryptids Wiki and a number of other places cite the Lone Pine Mountain Devils as being venomous. Why? Um, and a, a fandom user starts to speculate about like why, uh, about they say, I doubt the existence of this beast, but it's speculation time. They theorize that it's an eagle and they say, and about the venomousness. Well, it has developed several times in other reptiles, several times even, and even in other unrelated groups such as fish and mammals. It would certainly be useful for taking down prey. Oh my fucking and god. And now I've discovered that there are venomous and poisonous birds, which I don't like, if I'm being honest. Jude, Jude, the Akuja went off in this article. So many comments. Can I please I, read you another one? Go ahead. The Diakuja highlights are my favorite ones. Poor little, I can't, hold on. I need to compose myself. <sighs> Poor little dragon dino, seen as a devil, when really, it's only protecting the land for the people. Humans are the real be... evil thing here, not this creature. I'm glad those settlers and teens died. So <laughs> 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 which an anonymous person responded. Joe, you are crazy. I mean, glad. What the fuck is wrong with you, Joe? I mean, I agree. Humans are doing bat, bat things. We're calling us, Joe, our own one race demons. That's just messed up, man. 
<laughs> to which another said, agreed, if I was an awesome specimen, I would have done the same. <laughs> oh, it is a good day in the cryptic comments. <laughs> this is like those people that are like, the dolphins have returned to the canals of Venice. We are the real virus. Yeah. <laughs> Nature's healing. Me the getting Lone attacked Pine by Mountain a devils are attacking priests again. Me getting attacked by a devil, like, wow, nature is healing. <laughs> this is so fucking funny. I'm so glad Diakujia is standing up for what's right and saying that, yes, the, the dinos should be attacking those Spanish settlers. Oh my god, right. there's another one! There's another one! Yeah, he, wow, Diakujia really went off, huh? Off. Diakujia loves this one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What if it's a relative of Ichi? Yeah, uh, so Yichi, uh, give me a sec. <laughs> yeah, somebody somebody posted a pretty good one. The, the dinosaur that goes, ye. <laughs> the one that looks like Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> uh, so Yichi is, uh, it is a single fossil specimen of an adult individual found in the middle or late Jurassic formation of Hebei, China. Um, so again, another Chinese one. Um, but I remember seeing a lot of stuff about this on cryptids wikis and articles and stuff. And I don't know why it comes up so often there. So we, we may have to look into the Yichi on a future episode, even if it's not a cryptid. Just why do, why do cryptozoologists love Yichi so much? My <laughs> Ten main things question. a cryptozoologist doesn't want you to know. It's why is there some wiki user who's calling Diakuja communist tripe? Oh, yeah. Uh, what does Yakuja say in this comment? <clears throat> I actually do believe of- it is a nature guardian. I only say this from family experience with demons and spirits. They also say we have guardian, guardian angels looking after us humans. So if we have them, then why not? Then why not nature? Maybe nature uses one of ancient history's greatest predators to protect its natural beauty. Or maybe it is a Utah raptor that just so happened to be born with immortality. Perhaps it is actually a spirit of Native American who took the form of bird to protect his land. It could be so many things, but we know for sure it's not a devil. To which someone responded, Nice those, my friend, for the answer of your last (laughs) sentence. The human is the only exiting devil in this wonderful world. And then someone (laughs) came in and called them communist tripe. Yeah, two people... Two people call it communist, or no, no, no. One person says communist tripe, and then another person is like, communist tripe? What are you on? I think we're slowly seeing the radicalization of the cryptids wiki. I hope that's what we're seeing. Because this was back in 2018. Maybe Maybe later this year, we'll actually find a couple of comments that are like, listen, here's why Marx would want Bigfoot to be a Maoist. Listen. (laughs) Listen, Bigfoot needs to seize the means of production. (laughs) I, so I have God, a question. This is a wild one. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I have a question for you because I know for a fact we're not fucking this creature. We're not dating this no, creature. No, this is not a dateable one. So, in the same spirit, if you were having a nice uh, sexual encounter on the Lone Pine Mountain, how many do you think you could fight off? If you were having a riotous orgy. And they started attacking. Ooh, okay. How so many Lone Pine Mountain Devils do you think you could personally fight off? All right. Here's the trick, actually. I think I would be able to fight f- 
fewer if it was an orgy, actually. I think too the distracted. fewer people... No, too distracted. I'd be tired because there's so many people. I genuinely think that if it's just me and, like, my one partner who I trust, who absolutely has my back, I could take, like, about 33 of these things, I think. Oh, shit. I think both of us could handle about at least 30, probably about 33, 35, uh, up there. Does this assume think, you brought a weapon with you or just, like, bare hands? Nope. We are we are buck naked. We have just started putting our pants. We don't even have time to put our pants on. We're getting attacked by raptors, you know? <laughs> so what I think is that each of us, barehanded, could just wipe these motherfuckers out. That's Holy me and the shit. person I trust and love most in the world. And we're just up there <laughs> naked in the mountains. No, I, I feel like that is what I would need to, to reconnect with the, the side of my brain that's like, was meant to kill. <laughs> that's the, the caveman part of my brain gets activated, you know? That's what about you? How many do you think you could take? Well. Individually, orgy, just one partner, you know, whoever. I think... My question isn't so much how many can I fight off because I live that pacifism life. But <laughs> how many? How, how many, many could you outrun? <laughs> yeah, how many could attack my group, and I could still survive? And I am going to do the reverse of this because I think my chances increase if there's an orgy present, because that's more people that the other that the raptors can get distracted by. Because then they can be like, oh, Cass, we'll protect you. And I'm like, thank you so much. It's very nice of you. And then I just, I go, I run. <laughs> I feel like with one person, the guilt would slow me down a little bit. I'd be like, wait, no, uh, I want to live, but I also want you to live. And they'd be like, go, no. And I'm like, no, I'll never forget you. And they're like, just go, just go, damn it. I'll hold them off, just go. Um, but I think maybe in a personal setting, maybe three Really, really gonna need to see a romance horror uh, up alone by Mondays. I, I need that in and my I, life now. I think with those three, I would not make it unscathed. <laughs> um, and I think in a group, maybe about ten. I think what I think is that I'm so glad that we had this time together and that we had this episode. <laughs> and we will see you all next week. And remember, everybody. Um, believe in the Lone Pine Mountain Devil or else. Don't fuck around the Lone Pine Mountain Devil or else. And if your partner is not prepared to fight off, uh, I would say at least 10 raptors, I think, is the minimum for what love is. But I, I would say more in the range of 20 is what you want out of an ideal person. If your partner is not prepared to fight off 20 raptors with you, that's not... You should probably have a talk about that. That's not real love. Hi everybody, this is Cass with the Amateur Cryptid Survival Guide. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. It's a wild ride, it's a fun one, it involves a lot of kind of uh, visual, hypothetical, what would you do style stuff, which is very fun. We are so grateful for all the support we're getting. We're so, so close to 500 downloads. I can't say we've hit it because that would be lying, but we're so close. If you want to help us get to 500, maybe reel in some of those people who haven't been exposed to our 
wild comedy or Jude's uh, questionable cult. Uh, we are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. Share those pages. We are now on YouTube, slowly feeding um, YouTube videos of our work into the great world. So share all of those things with your friends. Continue supporting us, please. We love it very much. Our next episode is going to be very fun, very funky. There are a lot of mustaches involved, and there may or may not be uh, some hellish disturbances of a tiny town. See you next week.